Phoenix fans, and welcome to episode four of the Phoenix Fanatics podcast. The only podcast in the world dedicated to the only sports team in Green Bay that matters, your UW Green Bay Fighting Phoenix men's basketball team. And we got a great show coming up for you today. A lot of reasons to be excited about the Phoenix now. I, I, I feel like they've already won the championship. They're on a hot streak. Won four games in a row. We'll get into all that later. And I think we pretty much said last episode after the 0-3 start, we fully expected them to win the rest of their games from here on out, and they're clearly on the way towards doing that. But looking ahead to this week's episode, we're going to read some emails you've sent in. We're going to recap the four-game winning streak, go through those games. We're going to preview the Toledo game, the return of Todd Kowalczyk. And as always, we'll take a few of your calls. All right, so without further ado, let's get after it. Um, what should we do first here? Should we read a, read a couple emails? Yeah, I know we've received tons of emails since the podcast has started. We haven't really gotten any of them yet, so why don't we start off with an email? Sure, and again, please keep those emails coming. We, we uh, encourage participant interaction. If you want to be a part of the show, please send us an email to phoenixfans.com. P-H-A-N-S at gmail.com. And again, if we don't get to them right away, it's just due to the large volume of emails coming in. We'll respond as soon as we have time. Okay, so our first email we received from Brett F. Hey guys, if you could create an Ultimate Phoenix team that would win the NCAA tournament every year, who would your starting five be? Mine is below. And so, who does he have so, so in Brett's lineup here is ultimate dream team of Phoenix Greats. So this is a team that up against any team any year who would win the NCAA tournament. Okay, I, I think he's got some good selections here. Let's let's get into it. He goes Rico Rondorf, Javier Mendeboru, Pete Wade, Logan Vandervelden from Valders, Wisconsin, and Brakis Burin. So he's also got his sixth man of the year listed as Ben Berlowski. So this, this is a solid team here. I, I agree. That is a solid lineup. Let's be honest. You could, you could span the entire history of the Phoenix, and you could basically plug any five guys in there and have a team that would probably win the NCAA tournament. Okay. So I spent a few days thinking about this, trying to, trying to put together a list of my own here. After careful deliberation, I, what I came up with is, I, I, I guess for my money, this is my Phoenix starting five here. I've got Anthony Brown. I've got Charles Cooper. Uh, I'm also going to go with Jordan Faust, Carrington Love, and Kenneth Lowell. What do, you, what do you think about that? Yeah, that sounds awfully like their current starting lineup. I don't have a problem with that. I I think the the current lineup can go out there and beat anybody, not only this year, but any year. I agree, and they will win the NCAA tournament this year. So I also have agonized over this since I've read this email. I mean, it's a very good email. A tough email. There's a lot of thought going into this. And before I name my all-time starting five, my ultimate starting five, I would encourage all of you fanatics, send us your starting five via Twitter, via email, We'd like to hear what you think. So, after many sleepless nights, I think I've narrowed it down to the ultimate of ultimate starting five. All right, let's hear it. What do you got? 
So at point guard, I obviously have Tony Bennett. Okay. That's a good choice. Phoenix legend. That makes sense. So we got to go to shooting guard. Um, I have Tony Bennett. Well, that's the guy you want taking the shot. I, one of the all-time leaders in three-point field goal percentage. You can't go wrong there. Right. The best player in Phoenix history. Small forward, I think you got to go Tony Bennett. I agree. Power forward, this was a tough one. I mean, a lot of great power forwards in Phoenix history. I had to go with Tony Bennett. Little controversial there, but I think I can see that working out for him. Yep. And then the man in the middle, again, lots to choose from. But I think there's no other choice than Tony Bennett. Solid pick. And then for six man, Ben Berlowski. So really, there are no wrong answers when it comes to this. As we said, you can pretty much plug in any five Phoenix players and have a formidable team. Thanks again, Brett F., We appreciate the email. Again, we want to hear your starting five, your all-time great Phoenix lineup. Uh, You can tweet them at us. You can follow us at Phoenix underscore fans, P-H-A-N-S, or you can send them in via email, again, to phoenixfans at gmail.com. And speaking of fan participation as part of the show, uh, looks like the phone lines are lighting up. Why don't we take a few phone calls here? We go now to... Chet in Cribbits. Chet, welcome to the podcast. Hey, am I on? Yeah, you're on, Chet. Go right ahead. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. First time, long time. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing great. How are you doing, Chet? I, personally, I can't be better. Phoenix on a four-game winning streak. All is good in Phoenixville. I agree with my esteemed co-host, Chet. I mean, we're flying high right now. How are you feeling, Chet? You must be pumped up, too. Guys, I, I couldn't be better, guys. I mean, I, I don't even know how to explain it. The Phoenix, they've won four in a row. The grass is greener. The sky is bluer. The sex with Mrs. Chet is better. Whoa, whoa, Chet. We appreciate the excitement, but keep in mind, this is a family show. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. I, I got it. I, I'm just so excited. Four and three. I don't think they're going to lose the rest of the year. Uh, honestly, what do you guys think? Yeah, I see, I see a 27-3 and three team here. They've got all the makings of a championship contender. Yep. There, there's nothing I've seen over the last week that gives me any indication that they're going to lose a game the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, I agree. and I, We've said it before on prior podcasts. We fully expect them to run the table in the Horizon League. Um, I think that's a given. Hey, guys, I just, I'm, I'm smiling all the time, even when I'm at work. Well, we got you, Chet. Anything else on your mind here? You guys, yeah, just forgive me. I just, I'm so happy. I'm having trouble getting my thoughts together. Uh, uh, just, just breathe, Chet. <sighs> okay, guys, I, th- I think I got it. Um, big game coming up on Sunday the sixth. Uh, they play that uh, Toledo team. I'll be there at the rush. Uh, you guys gonna be there? Yeah, we got our tickets, front row, baby. Yeah, but no need to even ask that question, Chet. Of course, we'll be there. Todd Kowalczyk returns to the rush. Yeah, I was just gonna say that coach that used to the coach the Phoenix. He's gonna be back. Todd Kowalczyk, as I just said. Yeah, that. he coached before that coach that left. Todd Kowalczyk. Yes, we got it. Well, guys, guys, no need to get angry. I was just just excited that coach. He's coming back. You know, sometimes the passion boils over. We're we're not coming at this from a place of hate, Chet. I apologize for my co-host, Chet. 
Yeah, it's going to be an exciting matchup. We're going to preview that game coming up ahead on the show. So stick around, Chet. Keep listening. Uh, guys, 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 guys. I was listening earlier too, and before I go, uh, that all time the ultimate ultimate Phoenix team. Yeah, do you like to weigh in on that, Chet? I'm still thinking about it, guys. Um, I'll probably call back next show. Um, I haven't narrowed it down to five. Right now I've got a starting lineup of 75. I haven't been able to nail it down. <laughs> All right, that sounds good. Well, thank you, Chad. Appreciate the call as always. I'll hang up and listen. Have a good one. So please keep those phone calls coming. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your excitement. Uh, but with that, we're going to throw it to a quick break here. We'll be back after a few words from our sponsors. You're listening to the Phoenix Fanatics Podcast. Today's episode of the Phoenix Fanatics Podcast is brought to you by DraftDuel.com. That's DraftDuel.com. Don't be fooled by the imitators. DraftDuel.com is your undisputed leader in quasi-legal daily fantasy sports gambling. Please enter the promo code University of Wisconsin Green Bay Men's Basketball 2015 Horizon League Champs. That's University of Wisconsin Green Bay Men's Basketball 2015 Horizon League Champs. DraftDuel.com Welcome back to the Phoenix Fanatics Basketball Podcast. As promised, we're now going to break down the Phoenix impressive four-game winning streak after that 0-3 start. It started off against Minnesota Duluth at the Rest Center. And things... Uh, I'm not going to lie. The way things started out, I was getting a little nervous. I didn't want to see that fourth loss come up on the record book. Close game in the first half, but they found themselves down by one at halftime. I ugh, I was nervous as a fan. The players, they, they looked like they were playing tight that first half. That's a Division Two team we're talking about here. That's, you know, when you have two teams like this, you can throw out the records. It doesn't matter. They're, both teams are playing hard. This is Minnesota Duluth. Game. Minnesota Duluth wanted this game. You could tell that. But obviously, adjustments were made at halftime. Again, it, if only I could have been a fly on the wall for that halftime speech. Because whatever Coach Darner said, that team was fired up coming over the second half. Yep, they did outscore Minnesota Duluth fifty-six to thirty-five in the second half in route to a relatively easy 94-74 victory. Now, before we move on, let's get a little deeper into the box score here. I know we've got a lot of our listeners out there are into advanced statistics, analytics, saber metrics. I, what do we got here as far as player usage rates, efficiency ratios, things dorks. like that? You say dorks, I say fanatics, potato, potato. So, I mean, look at things over here. What, who, do you, who do you think were the, the keys to the Phoenix win here against Minnesota Duluth? Well, one guy that really stood out to me was Tevin Finley, 15 points off the bench. Yeah, that's that provided a big spark to them in the second half. They haven't they haven't gotten much from Finley to this point. Uh, he stepped up here big when the Phoenix needed it. And Faust, Jordan Faust, another solid game overall. Eight rebounds, 15 points. And again, Carrington Love led the way with 22 as we get a few games in, I think we're seeing a trend here where you pretty much know that you're going to get solid games from Faust, solid game from Love, and then it's kind of seeing who fills in the rest of the scoring, steps up on each game. So there's there's a lot of opportunities for, for players to step up and succeed, but 
You know, when you have two guys like Faust and Love, you know, it's a solid base. You know you're going to have significant contributions from contributions from both those guys. Agreed. Next up, the Phoenix played a solid Akron Zips team at the Resh. I know... A feisty, underrated Zips team, if I a, might add. And a team that's expected to contend for their division title in the MAC. Um, this was expected to be a tough game, and it was close throughout. The Phoenix eked out a 66-63 victory in a game that one can only describe as not pretty. Defensive laden? The Phoenix shot a very Kobe Bryant-esque 32% from the field overall, hitting 22 of 68 shots for the game. Akron, not much better, hitting 21 of 60 shots for 35%. Well, the Phoenix, I, you know, from what I recall, they found other ways to, to score, score some points here. If I, if I remember right, they were pretty solid from the free throw line. They were not. 20 of 37. Oh, 54%. Well, you know, that's that's more than half. That is. You know, they're doing the best they can from the line. Let's let's keep in mind these aren't professionals here. They're they're doing what they can. Okay, so they weren't strong from the floor. They weren't strong at the line. How did the Phoenix win this game? Heart and determination. Pure hustle. Let's try to figure out exactly how they did win this game. Well, for one, Jordan Faust, there are a lot of missed shots by Akron and by the Phoenix, obviously. Jordan Faust had 16 total rebounds, 9 offensive, and 7 defensive. Well, that kind of fits into his MO. He's had a couple games where, you know, sometimes the shot's not falling, but he's finding other ways to contribute. That's, you know, that's the mark of a great player, that that he's able to, to hustle through some of those tough times and... Find ways to get a victory. Yep, and also Charles Cooper led the Phoenix in scoring with 14 points. He was actually the only Phoenix player that hit double figures. Uh, 4 of 15 from the line, or from the field. That's a, a stat line Kobe Bryant would be proud of. 6 of 10 from the free throw line, so at least he made 60% of his free throws. Bringing that average up. Uh, so you say one player in double figures for the Phoenix. I hear team effort. I I don't disagree. It, it was a true team effort. I mean, when it gets right down to it, a win is a win. It doesn't matter how ugly it is. You still got that W. Well, and this is something we talked about in the premiere episode of the podcast, looking forward to the season, that you know there isn't going to be, the ball's not going to be forced in one direction. There's not going to be one guy who's just chucking it up shot after shot except maybe Cooper in this case. But as my co-host said, a win is a win, albeit ugly. We'll take it. We'll move on. Yep. Zippity-doo-dah, Zips. Thanks for playing. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-day. My, oh, my, what a wonderful day. It definitely was a wonderful day. Moving on, we got Eastern Illinois coming up here. What happened in this game? Phoenix beat Eastern Illinois 81-72. Again, this was a game they were down at half, 37-31, and then outscored Eastern Illinois 50-35 to in the second half in route to a victory. A win is a win is a win. Yep, again, probably another inspirational halftime speech by Coach Darner to turn the game around. 
Well, I don't expect a demotivational speech at halftime. Darner's going to get those guys fired up. That's his job. Everything okay, guy? Your attitude this entire podcast has not been a reflective of a fan whose team is on a four-game winning streak. I The more they win, it's tough. You start to scrutinize the small things. I see that perfection is possible with this team, and I think I might be getting a little bit caught up in that. It's okay. So Carrington Love, once again, leads the Phoenix with 25 points. Actually, a very good shooting game from the field, 7 of 13. Well, the rest of the Phoenix, uh, to a certain degree, they were struggling again. I I would have liked to see them feed Love the ball a little bit more there down the stretch. Oh, they're up to 40, almost 41% from the field, which I guess is a relative increase from, from the last game. Um, Love did struggle at the line, hitting 10 of 18, and once again, the Phoenix, as a team, were only 22 of 39 from the free throw line. And I, I think I think I pointed this out way back in episode one. That yeah, it's it's something we identified early going on. It, this looked like this this was a red flag going into the season, and I I hoped it wouldn't continue. They're still winning games, but it's it's going to be something that I think needs to be addressed going forward. Along with their three point shooting and their field goal shooting. There were certain areas of struggle, to be sure, but I don't think that that goes unnoticed by Coach Darner. He's got his finger on this. You know, the the team still won, but he's not going to be one to let the team relax or, or point out opportunities for improvement. So I, I think these are areas that the Phoenix are going to get shored up, and if you can do that, if you can learn that lesson while still winning the game, I, I think that's a positive That's thing. key. I mean, we they're, they're still winning, so... Imagine what this team's going to be like when they get some of these areas of concern shored up. Dominant. The Phoenix continued their tour of Illinois with a game against Southern Illinois University at Edwardsville, perhaps best known for being the alma mater of WWE superstar The Big Show. Well, due to scheduling conflicts, we weren't able to go on this road trip down to Illinois, but we still were able to, to watch the Phoenix on TV and... As they were panning the crowd, I saw that the big show was in attendance. It was kind of neat to see the local celebrities highlighted there down in Edwardsville. Well, it's a big show. And basically, the Phoenix, this game was the equivalent of the big show taking a rock bottom, a stone cold stunner, and an F5. The Phoenix laid the smack down on SIUE. Jumping out to a 54-28 lead at the half in route to an 87-69 victory. And as we discussed, their shooting troubles seem to have been solved at least for one game only. As they were 53% from the field, 52% from three, and 71% from the free throw line. Well, as a self-respecting adult, I have no idea what any of that wrestling shit you were talking about means, but what I do know is that the Phoenix handled this win in dominating fashion. As a self-respecting adult, how's your video game playing going? Pretty well. Okay. So that about does it on wrapping up the Phoenix four-game winning streak. We won a game yesterday. If we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow... That's called a winning streak. It has happened before. And I think now we can move on to the highly anticipated matchup against Toledo. Let's throw it to a quick break. When we come back, 
We will break down the highly anticipated matchup against Toledo, the return of Todd Kowalczyk to the rest center. You're listening to the Phoenix Fanatics Podcast. Today's episode of Phoenix Fanatics is brought to you by FanKings.com. FanKings.com, your leader in quasi-legal daily fantasy sports gambling. Enter the special promo code Phoenix Fanatics Basketball Podcast 2015 for a special deposit bonus. That's FanKings.com, FanKings.com. Welcome back to the Phoenix Fanatics Podcast. As promised, we are now going to break down the highly anticipated matchup with the Toledo Rockets, led by Coach Todd Kowalczyk. And for those of you who may not remember, and there probably are many of you because it was a forgettable time in Phoenix basketball lore, Coach Kowalczyk coached the Phoenix from 2002 to 2010. You know, you could sum up his tenure as coach of the Phoenix with one word, mediocrity, maybe two words, extreme mediocrity. I mean, he he did turn the program around. He started off 10 and 20, and by his final year, the Phoenix were 22 and 13. Um, Never quite got over the hump in the Horizon League Conference. A lot of times they were middle of the pack, often finishing between third and sixth. They did have a couple CBI tournament berths in 2009 and 2010. 2010, they actually made it to the second round of that shitty tournament. Well, the the remnants of the Todd Kowalczyk era are gone but not forgotten. As you mentioned, they've got some of those banners hanging yeah, up there representing yeah. CBI. Hey, don't don't CTI, get me started. On, no, no, no. Don't get me started on those banners. Exactly. They are not forgotten, and they should be forgotten. Those banners should not be hanging in the rest center. I guess if there's any bright spot to all this, Kowalczyk pretty much continued his record of going to subpar NCAA tournaments with the Toledo Rockets, as in 2012 he made an appearance in the CIT and then made the NIT in 2014. No NCAA tournament bursts with the Rockets. Well, there's something to be said for consistency. So now a little background on the Toledo Rockets' current team. The Rockets are coming off the loss to quote-unquote graduation of three of their top players, Julius Brown, Justin Drummond, and J.D. Weatherspoon. I have no idea who that is. Well, I'm not going to be one to feel sorry for a team losing players to graduation given what the Phoenix have given up over the last couple of years. It's you got to be strong enough to adapt in this league. Right, and the Rockets do have two starters returning. Um, they were, they're coming off a 21 season. However, expectations are not as high this season for the Rockets as Central Michigan is the favorite to win the MAC this year, much like the Rockets were last year, and they failed. So I know the Phoenix are on a four-game winning streak. Can the same be said for Toledo? Are, are they also good at basketball? I assume not. It doesn't really say if they're good at basketball here, but uh, I can say they do have a 5-2 and two record in the early going. And they, two Man, of their who, wins... Who have they played to this point? Two of their wins have come against Horizon League teams, Youngstown State and Cleveland State. And oddly enough, after they play the Phoenix, they then play Detroit and Oakland. 
two more Horizon League teams. Is Kowalczyk trying to recapture his former mediocrity by... Well, I think if you have so many years of mediocrity, you kind of and you get away from what you're comfortable with. You kind of long for those days. So I think that's exactly what he's doing. Well, he's trying to find a way to rekindle that success, get back in that same gym with some of those same teams that he beat almost half the time he played them. So given the special nature of this game, we've decided to introduce a new segment for the Phoenix Fanatics podcast for this episode. It's a little segment we like to call Rapid Fire. Looking ahead to Toledo, the Phoenix will win this matchup against the Rockets if blank. They score more points. The attendance at the rest center for Todd Kowalczyk's homecoming will be blank. 98,247. The number of fans in that crowd that appreciate the contributions of Todd Kowalczyk to the Phoenix program is blank. Negative six. Better Phoenix coach Todd Kowalczyk or Brian Wordle? Mike Heideman. When tailgating for this game, your food of choice will be blank. Brats. Favorite Christmas movie, Die Hard or Christmas Vacation? Die Hard. Favorite basketball-themed movie, Hoosiers or Space Jam? Teen Wolf. Favorite Rush Center game, the Festival Foods Chicken Toss or the Gallagher's Pizza Pizza Box Race? Pizza Box Race. Your top-rated safety vehicle of choice is blank. Toyota Corolla. Better Scott Bayo character, Chachi or Charles? Charles. Better Tecmo Super Bowl running back, Bo Jackson or Christian Okoye? Mosey Tatupu. Winnie Cooper or Topanga? Topanga. Donald Trump will become the next U.S. president if blank. He gets the most votes. MC Hammer or Young MC? Best secondary Seinfeld character is blank. Kenny Banya. The final score of the Phoenix Rockets game will be blank. Our UWGB Phoenix 108, Toledo 12. And that does it for the inaugural edition of the Rapid Fire segment on the Phoenix Fanatics Basketball Podcast. Give us your feedback as to what you think of it. We'll bring it back for future episodes. All right, moving on. Let's take a look before we wrap things up here at the state of the Horizon League so far. Obviously, there have been no conference games played as of yet. Phoenix in first place at 0-0. Zero and zero. Yep, there's a 10-way tie for first. Uh, Valpo coming out strong with an overall 7-2 and two record, followed by UW-Milwaukee at 6-3, and three, and our beloved Phoenix at 4-3. and three. You know, these other teams, they, they aren't anything that I'm concerned about at this point. Yeah, I'm not really concerned with any of the teams. I will say, you know, going over the scoring offense so far this season, Detroit actually, they have a 2-3 and three record, but they're averaging 87 points a game followed by Oakland at 86, and then the Phoenix, which we expected the Phoenix to be up there. They're at 83 points a game right now. So as we said, the Phoenix take on Toledo on Sunday. Um, following Toledo, they have Pacific come into the rest center on December 15th. UW-Superior comes to the rush on December 20th, and then they have a big game December 23rd at Madison against the Badgers. Now, we will, as far as when the next podcast is going to be, our plan is to have a preview of that Badger game. So between now and the 23rd, we'll get another episode up. We'll We'll be able to recap that Toledo game. As well as the Pacific and the UW-Superior game. 
And then we'll go full steam into the Badger game. So that'll do it for this latest edition of the Phoenix Fanatics podcast. As always, we appreciate you listening. Again, as we've stated before, you can contact us via phone, uh, Twitter, email. You want to give the uh, Twitter? Sure. Uh, you want to tweet us? We are at Phoenix underscore fans, P-H-A-N-S. Or you can send an email to the show at phoenixfans at gmail.com. Appreciate your participation. And that's fans with a P-H. Not that we needed to say that. But again, we encourage the participation, as we said. Get us your ultimate starting five. If you have any rapid-fire questions you want to give us, we'll, we'll get to those on future podcasts. We will read your emails. We'll read your tweets. We'll take your calls. We do this show for you. Thanks for listening, and until next time, Phoenix Fanatics, see ya! Help me.